Welcome to the Shelf Warmers Podcast, the show about toys, why we like them, and their connection to bigger topics. I'm your co-host Darby, and today we're going to talk about defining success. And I'm your co-host Sugu. And join us tonight as we talk about variants, variants, and variants. And not in the Loki way. Yeah, not Loki. Not Kang. Before we begin, by way of introduction, I'm Darby Harn, a freelance writer and editor and an independent author. Publishers Weekly called my novel Ever the Hero an entertaining debut, which uses superpowers as a metaphor to delve into class politics and an alternate America. You can find more information about me and my books at DarbyHarn.com. I'm also on Twitter at DarbyHarn. And I'm Sugu, your co-host. I work in IT and education, and I'm also passionate about writing and story. You can find some of my travel writings on allaboutjapan.com, where I've written various articles about my life and perspectives in Japan. Tonight, we're going to talk about a hodgepodge of ideas, including variants. Uh, what were the other ones? Variants, minutia, fandom. Actually, to be honest, Darby and I, as, as people who know us know, we were in the middle of a conversation and thought, hey, we should record this. So yep. here we are in the middle, uh, which is a, you know, artistic style in medias res. So, yay, we got that going for us. Good so idea. before we resume our conversation, Dar, what's uh, what's going on in the housekeeping world? So it is, um, as I've been talking about a little bit on the pod, um, Stargun Messenger, my new novel, space opera is out um it's been going really well i want to preach uh i want to thank everybody give my appreciation for the kind words the reaction um the reviews just i'm absolutely floored by some of the reviews you shouldn't read the reviews i read the reviews um they're very they're very very kind also uh, when you tag me on social media in a review, which is not always something you want to do with authors because, you know, you know, negative review, I don't tell if it's bad, don't tell me. I don't want to know. You didn't like it. That's cool. I, I, that, I don't mind, but don't tag me. People tag me. I read the reviews. Very sweet, very kind, very moving in some cases, reviews of Stargun Messenger. So I want to thank everybody for that. And I want to thank everybody for the support, uh, starting with Sugu, because this has been a really, really, really long road going back to when we were in college and before. And it's very surreal to be here right now and to have it out and have people like it. It's very surreal. Yeah. The biggest thing I want to talk, uh, want to talk about at the top is, uh, I will, as you listen to this guys, uh, June 2nd, sorry, June 3rd, I've already screwed it up. June 3rd and 4th, Des Moines Comic Con 2023. I will be there booth 15. I will be there in person with my books. You can buy them. I will sign them. Uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, some of you are local. So if you're in the area and you want to come to the show, I would love to see you. Iowa Event Center, High V Hall, Des Moines, Iowa, downtown. 
Show hours, 10 a.m., 6 p.m. Saturday, 10 a.m., 4 p.m. Sunday. VIP pass holders, VIP passes are sold out. Uh, we'll get in 15 minutes early, Saturday, Sunday. You might want to get in early to come see Darby Harn because I have. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm going to do something special for the show. This is my first con where I'm selling books. I want to do something special. I'm a huge comic book nerd. You guys are stunned at this. And I love comic books and I love variant covers. And uh, so I wanted to do something special. So there is a variant cover of Stargun Messenger. I'm holding it right now. Uh, you can't see us because you're listening to us. Um, this will be limited to 25 copies uh, at the show, only at the show. Um, it's a different cover. I'll describe it because you can't see it. Uh, the regular Stargun cover is the hot pink uh day glow 80s uh with uh blue adari this is a sort of a mauve uh, purple background with a red adari and as uh as i was telling sugu a little bit ago um adari is blue on the cover of stargun messenger because of gin emera who is the luminor the living star she's blue star radiates blue light there must be a red one that'd be weird if there was a red one too this will be at the show, 25 copies. I will be signing them. $25 is your price of admission for the book. I will be signing it. Um, that'll be it. It won't be available anywhere else. If you're into that, if that's your type of thing, come check it out. Uh, I don't know how this is going to go down. I have a feeling these copies are going to either vanish immediately or I will be lugging them all home. Um, we'll see. Um but I will have other well, books I'll have. I was going to say, your math is a little bit wrong, right? You don't have 25 books. You have 24 <laughs> for selling, and one is going to be shipped to Japan right away, right? Oh. oh. <laughs> have I sold one already? Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to negotiate terms. Um, so I'll at least have 24 at the show. And then if that's your thing, you'll want to check that out. And then I'll have copies of my other books, including the regular Stargun, um, Ever the Hero, Judgment of Valene, Nothing Ever Ends, and a few copies of A Country of Eternal Light, all of which we've talked about on the pod. I'll have some other things too, Sugu, very cool, actually. I don't think I've mentioned these yet. I'll have some nice little uh, cool stuff that you can get, including bookmarks, which will be also something new. I have an Ever the Hero bookmark oh, in yeah. the style of uh, a 1970s Marvel corner box art. You can get this at the show. Yep. Star Stargun Messenger bookmark, 1980s Marvel corner box art style. You can get this at the show. These are cool. Magnets. Ever the Hero. Oh, okay, all right. Stargun Messenger. These go on everything. These are super cool. Um... I'm also going to have some stickers. I don't have those handy. Um, all that's at the show. I'm, I'm nice. I'm approachable. Come see me. Come say hi. I'm also going to be at... Um, I'm going to be on a couple author panels on Saturday and Sunday. I don't have final details yet, but they'll be posted. Keep an eye on my the Twitter and Instagram because uh, I'll, I'll have details Monday, and then I'll be I'll let people know. But one is going to be sort of on the process of writing, how you write a book, and then the other one is going to be on the business. So 
some of the stuff we've talked about here on the pod, which is what goes into being an independent author, publishing, sales, all that stuff, marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to meeting some other authors and, and getting to know other people in my field. And that's exciting to me. I hope it's exciting. You guys come see me. Uh, details to come on that. That'll be available on the social media. But yeah, just again, uh, just to sum up, uh, Booth 15, High V Hall, downtown Des Moines, Saturday, Sunday. Love to see you. Um, I'm excited. A little bit anxious, uh, but I'm excited to kind of see how it all goes down. So very cool. Yeah, I I wish I could be there. Wish I could uh, come out yeah. and support you, but a uh, little far for me. I mean, if it was important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. I, I, I wish I, I could go. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I hope Thank our you. listeners go and come out and support you. Yeah, I know some of you guys who listen are, are local, and I know a few of you are, are planning to be at the show, so... Um, I would love to see you. Uh, yeah, please come say hi. Um, that it would mean a lot. And um, uh, so, yeah. And if if you're um, uh, if you're into book, there's gonna be a bit ton. I don't know. I I want to say I don't even know. I have a count, but tons of different um, you know different creative people. Uh, there's a few other authors, comic book people, tons of actors and actresses and things like that that are going to be there, you know, doing their signings and st- stuff. Kind of the same thing that Sugu was talking about the last time on with the Osaka, Osaka Comic Con where they're doing the photographs and the signings and stuff. Um, th- that type of thing. I don't know. I have no idea what price is. I'd be stunned if it's in that neighborhood, but you never <laughs> know. Um but um, but yeah, so yeah, come check it out. I'm excited to kind of meet people and to share the book and to introduce Adari uh, and Emra to people and uh, kind of uh, get them out in the world because so far it's been it's been really it's been really positive. It's been very rewarding. So yeah, cool. Good luck to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. And to the audience. Enjoy, enjoy Des Moines Comic Con. Sounds like yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be fun. All right. So uh, continuing our conversation then, you had you were in the middle of a thought. Uh, we were kind of talking about, um, as we have before on the pod, sort of I, definitions of success. And um, one thing, Stargun Messenger has been successful. Um, this launch has sort of exceeded my expectations. Um, it's a weird thing. We've talked about this too, the sort of weird schism in yourself between sort of crippling doubt about your work and your prospects and your <laughs> everything in your life and this irrational confidence that it's going to work. Uh, you have to have the confidence to keep doing it in the face of overwhelming odds and defeat because you constantly met with some some measure of defeat. And so I kind of knew when I made the decision to, because at one point I was on, just to back up for folks who've listened to us, 
we talked on our uh, trunk novels pod. I talked a little bit about the background of Stargun Messenger. I was on track to for the next book to be Eververse Book Four, and that was going to come out in, at this time frame. And Stargun was on submission to a traditional publisher, and uh, they rejected it ultimately. And I made the decision. I kind of knew that irrational confidence. I kind of knew that Stargun was the right book to go with next. I. I just knew for a lot of reasons internally uh, and externally. It was a really smart, I think, for me, from a stand back 30,000 feet, look at my career thing. It was, I think, smart to change up the vibe and to get something else going. And um, also, it was just time for Stargun. It was time for Adari for myself personally, for her to finally get out of Hawk and get out of the head. And Mm -hmm. also because of the moment that we're living in, it's really her moment too. And I've already, that, that sense that I had has already been validated in some of the reviews and reactions that I've seen. Um, So without spoiling the book too much, why is it her moment? What, what about the times that we live in make is making it her moment? Um, Astra Adari is a, in the book, she is a netic, which netic is a word for an android. Uh, she is someone who, she in her heart, in her mind is human. She's not in body. She looks human. She's not in body. And that is, uh, creates an enormous amount of friction and stress for her. Um, because she's also discriminated against in the world that she lives in because she's not human. Um, this leads to things like um, there, there, is, there are sort of traditional robots, netics in the story uh, that are very much discriminated against. They're very much lowest, lowest of the low in terms of the hierarchy of, in class structure. Adari can pass right until she doesn't right mm-hmm. um and then internally she's got this war on with herself where she doubts herself and she doubts her humanity she doubts her value as a person um because of this stuff that she's internalized uh even though she has people who love her like crux who is the navigational ai for her ship the Steelhaven. Um, and he tells her, you are human, you know, you're a human being. Um, and then when she meets Gen Emra, who is the Luminor I mentioned, um, Gen Emra, as Gen Emra says, you know, uh, stars illuminate all things. And she sees Adari for who she is. And so they have, they have a very, I think, interesting relationship and Adari's journey, no spoilers, is about realizing her humanity, actualizing it, and also not um, not having to prove it to anyone except herself. Right? She's not. She doesn't have to jump any rope or clear any hurdles for other people. All she has to do in her own heart is to, to you know, be okay with who she is. And um, and uh, her and Emma go on a very remarkable transformative uh 
journey together in which they're both irrevocably changed by the end of it and part of that is because they um they uh, their their love and respect for each other and their refusal to be um defined by the people that would destroy and diminish them so in that sense i think this is her moment uh, where uh lgbtq people uh, trans people in particular are under uh, fascist attack in this country here in the States. Um, and uh, I think these kinds of stories right now, this is a book that um, that is that would be banned, uh, will be banned uh, in uh, because of laws that are passed in the state I live in here in Iowa. Um, and the way that you fight fascists is is to this book isn't uh, a pamphlet it's not a polemic it's not meant it wasn't written uh as a as a uh response to any of this but it but it is um it it is a it is a counter it's forced to be a counter to it because um of what's happening so um, it's important to me that the, this issue and the, the, the freedom of expression, the freedom of self, the personal agency, and the understanding that um, trans men are men and trans women are women. And if you have a problem with it, you're entitled to have a problem with it in the United States of America. And that's the end of it. That's the end of it. And you don't have to drink Bud Light. And you don't have to shop at Target. And you don't have to buy my book. I'm not out anything if you don't buy it. If you read it and you don't like it, that's cool. I dig it. That You know, that's fine. Um, but um, the book is entitled to exist. And so is Adari. And so is all the, the people she represents. So in that sense, um, and Emra as well. Uh, in that sense, um, this is her moment, you know, and I feel like that has read. I know it has. I've, I've heard personally from people that that is registered with people. That means a lot to me personally. Coming into the book, as I've talked about, the only real objective for me in getting the book out was getting the book out because right. this book has been is sort of been in utero since 1990 something. Yeah, because I I read a copy way back when. You did, and so this has been a long time coming, and it is extremely gratifying just to have it out. It's a huge weight off my shoulders. It's very gratifying that people have embraced it. Is I, I and it's it's validating, frankly, to have it. To have Adari be real and to have her be out and have people embrace her, yeah. Do you want to? And if you wanna, if you don't want it to, that's fine. We'll cut this part out. But do you want to talk about that review that you told me before we started? The Instagram review, yeah. I I was um I've been treated to very generous, kind reviews about the book in the last few weeks. I'm very very moved. And one in particular really uh, struck me. This is a person on Instagram. 
Um, their their I their uh, handle is a maze of words. Also, I won't read the whole thing. So I'll just I'll just summarize. But I, I was just very struck because, for a lot of reasons. Um, number one, they they start out by saying that um, they generally avoided space opera. They love sci-fi fantasy, but they sort of avoid space opera. And Stargun Messenger quote was exactly what I stay away from. End quote. But they read it. And then it moves into the reaction and sort of I'll I'll just uh, here at the end there's I don't want I don't want to read the whole thing so quote the emotional impact was a huge hit I love how Adari battled with things not just physically but mentally especially the issues like humanity self image self consciousness everything was just perfect unquote they mention at the end that they question things about themselves it gave the book gave them something to ponder um I don't, I don't know what you say to that other than i deeply appreciate that i'm glad that the book made an impression like that uh adari means a lot of things to me personally doesn't necessarily matter to the reader but i'm very very glad and grateful that she means something to readers too and in, in ways that i couldn't have ever anticipated so um I love Adari. I care very much about her. She's a mess. Uh, she's a glorious mess, but um, she's heroic and she's uh, she's fun, and she's also, I think, like most of us, and that she's she's got stuff she needs to work on, and she's just trying to get through the day. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I, what can you say? Very moving. <laughs> there was there was a. A quote from uh, FanFi Addict, which is one of the great uh, sort of sci-fi fantasy websites. FanFi Addict said, "This is going on the. This is going to go somewhere. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you think, and it'll leave you feeling entertained and empowered." Unquote. FanFi Addict. Very nice. Um. So the book, the book is registering with people, and that means a lot to me personally. And you know, and I, I've had great reviews and kind words about my other books, *Ever the Hero*, *A Country of Eternal Light*. Uh, this one, really personally, deeply, on a lot of levels, means a lot to me because of some of the things I've talked about. With you know, it's been so long to get here, just where I'm at in life, just where I'm at in my career. It means a lot to me. And then my biggest fear with the diary and this book coming out is that people would just sort of dismiss it that it wasn't any good and that all those sort of things that you wrestle with and turn, you know, this is taking so long. It must suck. I, you know, it, it must be awful. Um, what am I doing? What are you doing? What, you know, <laughs> why are you doing this? Um, that hasn't happened. So, um, not everybody has liked it. One person in particular meant they didn't like Adari cause she's sad hand solo. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine but even Han Solo can get sad sometimes yeah he can get sad yeah so. right, like, um, it's fine <laughs> it's fine we're all, it's, we're all it's okay to be sad So. yeah and I was thinking like uh, this is another book that because you mentioned that you were supposed to be on Eververse book 4 but instead yes. you've published 
Country of Eternal Light, and now Stargun Messenger. You're veering yeah, away I, from the Ever the Hero verse. I just, I wanted personally to change things up. I think career-wise it made sense to do that, to sort of mm-hmm. diversify the portfolio, for lack of a better term. I think it's not necessarily, the Eververse book four is the interdictor for folks who are familiar with him. It's not necessarily his moment. It might be next year when he comes out and he has a story and he that's an important part of the story that I'm very eager to share with people. But it wasn't, I wanted to, I really felt the need to do something different, to turn to Adari and to finally get to this part of myself, uh, of my career. I, and I just knew, I knew that this was the right move. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I knew exactly um, in terms of to the ex- I, I'm I'm not a natural business person at all. To the, to the extent I have a sense of these things, I knew it made sense to try something out to build out a slightly different ledge, um, um, and that Eververse because and Eververse is going to go on and it's it's a, it's a long series and it's going to go. And there are ledges that I'm going to build out with that that are not necessarily what I need to do right now. Um, but they're part of like the next sequence. There are narrative things that don't matter to anybody is why it makes sense for Stargun to come before Eververse 4. That will make sense after you've read Eververse Book 4. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> the, um, you know, things like that. Um, but really the most important thing was I just felt like it was the right time. It was the right moment for a lot of reasons, internally, externally. And w- with each one of these books, I have I have this sense. It's a little bit like the tide coming in. The tide comes in, and every time it comes in, it comes in a little bit more. And um, that's what Stargun feels like right now is that, that the tide has come in. And one of the things, the thing that you were asking me about that we were talking about before that prompted us to recording is this definitions of success. When you're an independent author and the Stargate Messenger is very successful right now. Um, it is not on a scale with some of these other folks who are in the independent space who are like fantasy authors and romance authors who are, are selling hundreds of copies a day. Uh, who, you know, Will White, Ryan Cahill, these people that, you know, uh, um, folks who are very versed in the independent um, author world are probably familiar with. It's not on that level. That is very far from where I'm at. But what it is doing for me is that it, it it's, it's selling far better than any of the other books did at launch. It's way ahead of any of the other books. It's way ahead. I've outsold, Stargun herself has outsold my entire 2022 to you know oh wow okay uh, congratulations um yeah it's not it's not uh we're almost into june she's on her own um she's you know she's uh and i know because of my experience with the other books and how this works is that her legs are going to be very very long because that was my experience with ever the hero and i also know as we've talked about on the pod it's not about what happens at the beginning at all because it, the, all of my books, with the slight exception of Ever the Hero, um, in the sense that Ever the Hero came out and made had a little bit of traction, um, 
and then COVID happened and then everybody at home and everybody was reading books. Um, but the other books that I've, I've done have come out, blip, and then you're like, oh, okay, nothing's going to happen with this book. And then what happens is people come into it and they actually find legs and they find life a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Stargun, beha- Stargun behaving more like Ever the Hero, but Ever the Hero sells more now than she did in the beginning. Ever the Hero just recently crossed a threshold sales-wise that was important to me and only me personally internally because it was a goal at the beginning I did not think I'd ever reach. She passed mm-hmm. it just just recently. Um, Ever, uh, Stargun is on the same track. She's actually going to meet all those Ever the Hero metrics much, much sooner. She, she will probably do it by the end of the year at the rate she's going um so actually she might do it next weekend sugu if we have a great (laughs) week come see me at des moines comic-con uh variant cover (laughs) yeah um but so i'm not i'm not it's not um she's not a uh she's not on the level of some of these other things but she's um she's a level up from where i was and then i know kind of you know, I'm now doing things like the conventions. Um, what I'm going to do, uh, a little bit of a preview, not too many details right now, but uh, what will be next is for book four, for Eververse book four, I am going to be doing a Kickstarter and a lot more details about that to come. And uh, I'm excited to do that. And I'm excited to um, try that, like I'm trying the con and open up to a different audience and a new audience. And um, uh, I've been doing enormous amount of research and talking to people who've done it. Um, And I've been encouraged to do it because I'm in that space. And also in the same way that it made sense for Stargun to be right now and to be doing this thing, it makes sense for Book 4 to be that first Kickstarter for reasons we'll talk about when we get there. So I'm excited about all of that. And I feel like, you know, each one of these books is a little bit, hopefully, knock on wood, is um, is a little bit of a, a go up a rung. You go up a rung in terms of the success. And uh, hopefully I keep writing good books and people keep liking them. And, um, and uh, we get to some of the other goals I have in mind, which I've talked about elsewhere on the pod. And... Um, you know, um, I mentioned we talked about before, before what prompted us to start recording. Uh, people ask me about success all the time. What is it? What does success mean? And I always said, number one, it, it's what does it mean to you? What is success to you? Um, if I never sold a copy of Stargate Messenger and I got the review that this very kind person gave me on Instagram, that would be success. My God. To feel like you've made some sort of impression in somebody's life, right? Mm-hmm. With your book, that's all you can ever ask for. I think of the books that mean so much to me personally, and the authors who do, and they, you know, they've formed who I am and my who I am as a creative person. To think that I've had any kind of um, impact on that level is success um, beyond anything I could have ever imagined. Um, so for some people though it, it it's more than that and, and for I do have goals and there are things I want to do and what I feel like now with Stargun um is uh is that what I tell people also is uh, do you feel successful it's I'm in the neighborhood 
I'm driving around in the neighborhood. I know I'm in the right place. I'm looking for a parking spot. I don't quite have it. I can't quite find it yet, but I'm in the right place. I'm in the right place. Stargun is in the right place. She's doing very well for herself. She's got a lot. I've been very, very, very grateful, appreciative of the attention she's got. So we'll do, I'll just keep driving around <laughs> until <laughs> until a spot opens up and uh, and we'll kind of see what happens. And for the people that have that meteoric success and you know and the, and, the, and the, you know the Will Whites of the world, it, it looks that way. Will White is also someone who's been building and doing this for a very long time. And it, that's that's what it is. Is you're building and you're building and you're building, and um, if for folks out there listening, and if you have creative aspirations or ambitions of any kind, and especially if you're independent, and you're like, how do I do this on my own? It's enormous amount of grunt work, and silent suffering, and crippling self doubt that will never go away. Um because every move you're all in every move you're all in and if you if you're out you're out right <laughs> you're out um and so it's terrifying mm -hmm. i went zip lining for the first time in my life recently i was on vacation i went zip lining terrifying exhilarating that's what this is like it's enormously fun it's gorgeous to look at you're flying at 80 miles an hour that thing could break you're you're carrying it it won't break it's very safe it's an enormous <laughs> amount of weight you're but you're carrying an enormous amount of weight on your person um and you're writing the line literally and figuratively between exhilaration and fear and that's what this is in my experience those are the best moments to get you on the path of whatever success means it's yeah that, it's that that mix of i'm i'm terrified of the future i'm terrified of messing everything up and utterly failing but at the same time i wouldn't do it any other way I don't think I would either. There are definitely days. There are definitely days that I wish I was published traditionally, that I did have an agent, I did have a publisher, and that I didn't have to worry about some of these things. But I have friends who are traditionally published who have worries. I'm not talking out of school. Who have concerns that are um, in some ways similar, in some ways not. They're a whole different order of, you know, uh, problems so mm. you never you're always going to have problems no matter what the circumstance do i wish the burden was off me a little bit and i could lean on other people yeah i really do sometimes because some days i get really tired and i get you get really sure. down on yourself because some days some days are bad some days are just bad some <laughs> some years are just bad um and some people are deterred, and I know those people too. They get to a certain threshold, whatever it is for them personally, and they turn back because they haven't met the success or they simply can't do it for whatever reason. You know, 
whatever reason they can't do it or they don't want to do it anymore because the um, the, the the pain, the depression, the disappointment is too great. The 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 it is damaging. You know, I've been going on about these great reviews I've gotten. I get bad reviews too. I was also told recently by another author that the surest sign that you've made it is that you get destroyed on Goodreads. So I've made it. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> I'm here. Right? It's like they're they're like the the when you know you've when you know you've you've arrived is when you leave that sort of insular bubble of comfort and friendship with all your friends and your peers and your colleagues are leaving you five star reviews all over the place. Right. And you're like, I'm 4.75 right, right. on Goodreads and someone someone does a drive by and then your rating collapses. It's like, that's <laughs> when you've made it. That's when. so I've made it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it reminds me, though, like within myself, I have a lot of different metrics as well for success. And yeah, uh, there have been times when. I had to pull back because I felt that the train leading to success was going too fast. It was, mm. it was spinning out of control that I was getting too successful too fast. And for me, that comes with a warning of like, that means that there's going to be a price to pay later on. Uh, so I, I've pulled back and now I'm, you know, at a slower pace, extending out those tendrils again. And I, I've been getting that success again in slower, more measured ways, which to me means it's more lasting. Like it's, it's manageable and I can actually mm -hmm. keep it sustained. I can keep going with it, which means I'm on the path that I need to be. I don't know if I'm on the neighbor, if I'm in the neighborhood, but I'm on the path I need to be. I think that's a great point. I think I, I I think one thing I was thinking about this past week, I was on vacation. I spent a lot of time on the beach, and I very much felt entitled to it, and I felt very much deserving of it. I didn't have that sort of sense that I was someplace I didn't belong or I hadn't earned, mm -hmm. and I felt like I had earned it because I'm 48 years old. I've been doing this for a really long time, and um, I've done the thing I wanted to do. Um, I, I got this book to the finish line. I got my career over absolute disaster. Um, I was left for dead after my first book. Um, the publishing experience for that book, I was nothing. I was no one and I had no future. Um, I'm nothing and no one still, but, um, I just wrote a book um, that I know has um, made an impression in people's lives. So um, if I was younger, I, I mean, we talked about somewhere in the pod, like, you know, I thought coming out of college, I was going to be, you know, I was going to be somebody. If I had had any kind of success in that time frame, I would not have handled it well at all because right. I was not right. nearly mature enough or in the right mindset or aware enough of who I was as a person to have handled any of that. Like now I have the benefit of, uh, of life and experience and everything that this is to the extent that this is happening, this is happening at the right time. I can appreciate it. I know what it is. I know where the, I know when I'm on the road, 
I know when I'm on the shoulder and I know when I'm in the ditch. And so yeah. I, I know, I know how to stay out of that ditch. Um, you know, or at least if I'm going into it, I know that, you know, strap in. I don't, I would not, I had none of that in college or certainly post part a infinitesimal part of my experience with my first book, the book of Elizabeth was my lack of experience and preparation. Mm-hmm. That was not the reason that book was a disaster, but it, it was the reason why my ability to uh, deal with it was a disaster. Um, so, it, it, right, I think I think this is you know, and I've seen with other young writers who have had success, who who are having success, and one thing a lot of success really fast does to you is it deforms you and it deforms your life and your circumstances and your relationships. And, um, uh, it's, it's sort of so typical that it, it's sort of, you sort of shrug at it, but, um, yeah, I know uh, someone who was successful very fast and it went to their head and they torpedoed several strong relationships. And that was kind of the last I knew they just (laughs) torpedoed it because the success. Right. But then as with most like bubbles and and stuff like that it burst and that success was gone but your relationships are still burnt i have no experience with that kind of success but i know people who have and i'll just say it's this business any business is about who you know and um it's about who you know, whether you're on the come up or on the come down. So don't be so quick up the ladder because God help you. If you, you know, if you're, if you're walking over people on the way up, don't expect anybody to catch you on the way down, dude. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so. And that's something that I, uh, that's something that, that I've seen out here too, that, I've seen a lot of young people come to Japan absolutely screw over and step on everyone else in their way. And yeah, they get to the top, but it's really fragile. They got a lot of people snipping at their heels looking for any excuse to tear them down. Yeah, because success is fragile and success is fleeting. And so mm-hmm. if you're if you're blessed to have any of it, that's fantastic. So you should appreciate it, certainly. And you should appreciate the people that helped you get there. And because you are a product of other people and other people's help and support and all of that. And if you get to a point where your success is such that you're in publishing, I'll limit it to that, where you're a name. And we've talked a few times on the pod about Brandon Sanderson. Brandon Sanderson is arguably the biggest name in publishing right at the moment. It's very clear from his behavior and his interactions and all that, that he doesn't forget his friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Which is why that clear. hit piece was so weird. It's very weird. Um, most of his friends actually work for him <laughs> in some capacity. <laughs> um, so that I think is 
um, a model for, you know, um, um, how, you, you know, if you're lucky enough to get into that stratosphere, that's a good model for how you want to, you know, don't forget where you came from and don't forget any of that. But that, that's all to say that, you know, um, I don't, I'm not, I'm never going to have that kind of success. Um, but w one thing, you know, it, you will have failures and I'm very, I'm feeling very great right now with, with Stargun and, and I know it can be better and I hope it will be. I also know that some of this might not work. So I was, I was talking about the Kickstarter, you know, um, the Kickstarter very easily could not fail. It could not fund. And then, you know, but I also kind of know that, um, it's not the end of the world, uh, you know, and so it's all about balance. It's all about, you know, um, appreciating everybody and everything that's happening and, and to, you know, uh, um, and you get those moments, you know, where you're on the beach and you're taking in the sunshine, you're just relaxing, you get a moment to sort of reflect on things just to be appreciative and be, um, uh, you know, just, you know, feeling deserving of it, you know, because it is very hard. It's like very, it's terrifying too, because it's, you know, like I've said, um, so, you know, the one, the, the show, the Des Moines Comic Con, um, that we started talking about is an enormous amount of work, uh, logistically planning wise months of work. Uh, it's an enormous expense. Um, terrifying you know it could really go bust it could really go bust i'm kind of hopeful that it won't um i'm also mostly sort of i this is my first show so it's really r and d in, in a lot of ways so i'm not I'm not just expecting to go in there and to be have the perfect show because it's, it's not going to happen so um but all of this is learning and all of this is building and, and the things that don't work, okay, that doesn't work. And then these are the things that do and then taking them and turning them over into the next one and then the next thing and then the next thing. And then hopefully somewhere I would like to, I would like to sort of reach a point, a, a sort of a kinetic point where things sort of turn over and I am able just to maybe take a moment and relax a little bit and feel that, feel like I can lean on, um, I can I can lean on uh, some sort of success where I don't feel like I'm you know my my only real goal is to I was having a conversation with my brother about you know we're 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 middle aged and um, my brother's very successful and uh, you know re retirement and things like that and I I realized in talking to him that I am never going to retire I'm going to be doing this until I drop. Um, because that's the life I've chosen. Um, mm -hmm. I've chosen a career path, which means I will constantly be hustling, <laughs> uh, unless I luck out and win the Hollywood lottery. Um, you never know. Um, unless something like that happens, I'm going to be doing this for the duration. So that's a little bit terrifying, but I also, I'm also kind of, I, that doesn't bother me. So. I was going to say, is it really terrifying? Because what you're doing to be successful is writing, which is something that you've said before that that's what you have to do. Like, that's not really a choice. You, you, you're compelled to write. So 
Is it? The 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 writing is the one thing. That the the terrifying part is the fact that I'm there will be no retirement because I will be I, I will still be writing this line I'm on right now and trying to make these books happen. Uh, there's a certain practical reality involved in this, so there that um, there will come a point. Am I there? I don't know. There will come a point where these books have to work mm-hmm. uh, fin- financially in order to justify uh, the expenses that are going into them. Um, sure. I just won't be able to do it. And as I get older and if my circumstances don't change or they degrade, um, anything can happen, health, whatever. I, I have a I have an elderly parent who requires um, a lot of attention, a lot of care. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, my, my time and my all my energy and my resources are very much split over these past few years. Um, so these have to work. They have to work. There will come a point at which it, if they don't, if there's no ROI, then I cannot continue to do them at scale. That means that it would be virtually pointless to do them at all. Um, and that, I won't stop writing books, right? And I'm never going to stop. That's who I am. But what what we're, the stuff we're talking about today that we've talked about elsewhere on the pod, the business of it, the the marketing of it, the engine of it, uh, I won't be able to do it. And, and that's, that's a little bit, there's a lot of, I have a lot of anxiety about a lot of things right now. It's other things I won't get into. They have to have publishing, you know, that, that have to do with publishing. Um, that um, I just don't have any control over. And I know sure. if I lose control of it, then that that's a part of it that, because um, I'm very fortunate, I'm extremely fortunate to be in the position I'm in. Um, you know, um, it also becomes much harder to maintain your position, uh, you know, um, and to advance it as well. So Yeah. Well, like, so. to me, that's where I kind of start thinking about instead of, measuring success as an endpoint, measuring success as what is one level up from where I am. And the way I, I phrase it like that is because I come from an education background and mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a professor of education, uh, Stephen Krashen, prof, uh, Dr. Krashen, um, who talks about language learning as an I plus one model where I is whatever your current ability. So plus one is all you can really do. Plus two is too much and you don't learn anything. And less than plus one plus half or plus one tenth is too little and you're not actually gaining anything. So it's that fine, fine point, the Goldilocks measure of that plus one. So you're in the right neighborhood in terms of success. For me, the way I interpret that is what is the next plus one that you would, that you would need to do. And only you would know that answer, right? Like I have my own, okay, 
here is my current situation. For me to get a plus one, I need to have X, Y, and Z accomplished. Right? Like, I don't have an end idea of what success looks like. I just know of the iterative approach. No, I don't have an end idea either. I have goals. Um, Mm -hmm. I know what the next sort of major threshold is um, from a my only real goal is that these books are achieve a sustainability, uh, frankly, income wise that Mm -hmm. allows me then the freedom to, um, uh, put more work into them and to put more value into them and to put, um, that then will open up a way to get to the other goals, which are things that I've talked about, which is Hollywood. Um, which is maybe New York, maybe. Um, um, so Hollywood is is um, is always in the ether because of just the 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 scaling sphere. Um, yeah, the scaling and the sphere I'm working in, and Hollywood is is somewhere that um, uh, I've bumped elbows a little bit already, and. Um, Things are complicated in Hollywood right now um, with the strike. Uh, the possibility of the Screen Actors Guild and the Directors Guild going on strike as well um, won't really? always be complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, things are going to get ugly, I think, in Hollywood, and as they should, because um, pay your writers, pay your actors, pay your directors. Um, they won't always be complicated, and... Um, uh, Stargun Messenger is a book with a lot of appeal uh, for various reasons. Um, so I know it's possible, and I know it is. Um, that's a goal. That's not mm-hmm. the end sort of goal. The end goal is the sustainability where I'm able to. I don't have that sort of uh, constant anxiety about writing that line, and I so it's, it's 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 sustainable, and and the 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 money and the effort and the energy that goes into it then is generating enough return that I I'm able to just to do more, and I see people who are doing more, and they're they're re, they're investing everything back into it, and they're they're making better books, better presentation. They're doing more things. They're being innovative. They're learning. They're passing on their experience. They're, they're, it's just a, it's a process. And it's, you know, um, the sort of the romantic goals I had when I was in college where, you know, I wanted to be Seamus Heaney or I wanted to be a New York Times bestselling author. Those aren't going to happen. I mean, I suppose I still in some universe could end up a New York Times bestselling author, but those aren't really goals anymore, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, my goal is to, to do some of the things I just mentioned. I, 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 I do, I, I, you know, um, and some other things which don't really matter today. But um, the biggest thing is the um, um, being able to do the next thing and getting to the next thing and getting to the next part and... Um, and really, honestly, I would love to get, you know, I, just from a pure practical reality, it does have to be sustainable for me at some point. But also what I would really hope for is I would really love to get to a position where I'm able to sort of pay it back in some way. I've been very inspired by 
what Hugh Howie and Duncan Swain have done with the, the science fiction self-published contest and the way that they've created this great sort of platform and showcase for authors who, like me, who just, you know, you're out in the ether, you're just out, you know. Um, I'd like to find a way at some point, I'd like to be able to have the kind of success that Hugh has had. Maybe not exactly what he's done, because he's just, you know, he's Hugh Howie, but, but I would like to be able to have the kind of ability to give back in some way and to help make this um, field and especially these days where independent authors, independent artists of all stripes are under attack uh, by the threat of AI and corporations that would, um, which you're dependent on. You may be independent, but you're not, right? You're dependent <laughs> on a lot of things. And so I've learned a lot from a lot of really smart, successful people in the last year or so, especially recently, I've been very fortunate to sort of pick the brain of some very, very successful people. And the biggest thing I've learned is that the biggest, you define success for yourself. And the biggest, most important word in that sentence is yourself. Mm -hmm. And you are the show, figuratively and literally. And for someone like me who's doing what I'm doing, it is, um, at obtaining independence as much as possible. So there are ways to do that. I know exactly how to do that. Thanks to, to watching other people and listening and learning. Mm -hmm. Um, and now, now the trick is, is to see if I can do that. And part of that, part of that is, um, uh, doing things like the comic con and just getting out there and, um, doing it within my limits and my ability and then you know just going from there and hopefully if I'm very lucky um, um, it, it it just continues and you know maybe in a year or a couple of years if we're, um, we're talking about this subject again I'm, I'm able to uh, I'm able to have some more perspective and more experience and you know more insight into how it all works but I'm you know it it's um it's it's a weird thing I guess maybe final thought um it's it's surreal for me because like even though I said earlier in college I sort of expected to come out of college and be somebody that was irrational that wasn't rooted in any that was because I was talented and I was surrounded by people who told me I was talented but I got into college on a, on, on a wing and a prayer. And um, if I had found success then, in any case, I would have had the same reaction that I have right now, which is, the, the, you know, it's just I never expected anything to happen. And so it is very surreal in ways that I, I struggle to sort of explain, articulate, uh, to have Stargun Messenger be out more than the other books uh to have it out and have it be real and to have people respond to it um stargun is uh been with me for a long time it's not just the duration that it's been but it, it, it's just it's it's the story um it's all of it it's the characters it's just this reality and then they're you know it's it's the reality now and um it's very surreal um, very odd, very, I feel a very definite shift in my, uh, 
in myself because of it because there was a period where all this stuff is in, internal theoretical hypothetical and then there's a reality um and and so i'm very proud to have the book out i'm very proud that the book means something to somebody very proud that the book is uh, going to be banned some places um because the book is not worth writing if it can't be banned by some fascist motherfuckers so um yeah i don't know <laughs> so hey that's another market success right there right is your threatening fascist it is yeah if you uh, if you induce headaches in the uh ron DeSantis of the world you've done it <laughs> you've done yeah. it i i hope I hope uh, Ron Disaster is up late at night worrying about how gay this book is because I want you guys to know, in case there's any doubt, this book, super gay. So, yeah, I guess that's final final word of advice, right? Super gay books. <laughs> be, yeah, be successful. Quite. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, good luck at uh, Comic-Con. Um, yes, thank you. And I, I think that you will do fine with the variant covers. Uh, this is going to be my last plug for it as well. Go to the convention, check out the variant cover. Uh, if if twenty five people are interested in it, fine, fine. But I'm hoping twenty four are interested, and then Darb sends me one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we'll see we'll have to see i don't know it, it would it would be like weird if like you know i printed a couple extra just you know in case there were any errors or <laughs> shipping problems right i mean that that wouldn't make sense no no it wouldn't i mean no no yeah That'll do it for today, folks. Thanks again for joining us. Once again, I'm Darby Harn, and you can find more information about me and my books at my website, darbyharn.com. I'm also on Twitter, at Darby Harn. Sugu, how can they find out more about us in the podcast? You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can reach us at our email address, shelfwarmers at gmail.com. Send us feedback about the show, your thoughts, opinions, recommendations, and insights on our perspectives. We're always happy to hear from you, our audience, and we'd love to share your opinions on our next show. Again, that's shelfwarmers at gmail.com. And if email isn't your thing, we're also on Twitter. You can reach us at shelfwarmers. Give us a holler. We have new episodes every Friday. As always, remember to stay safe, wash your hands, practice social distancing, and get vaccinated when you can. Stick around to listen to a free clip of more content from us. Subscribe today and you can hear the rest of the following and more. Bye-bye.